Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC-877-973-7425. All right. I I wasn't even going to talk about this, but this is kind of blown up. And so now I need to play some of this audio. I can't play it all. It's too long. But I gotta gotta play some of this. Listen. As the U.S. experiences lingering high inflation and severe constraints on the supply chain, families are being forced to deal with the consequences in their everyday lives. Evan McMorris-Santoro is live for us in New York City right now. Uh, Evan, you spoke with one couple about how this new economic reality is affecting how they feed their kids. What did they tell you? Well, Brianna, that's right. The important thing about this inflation right now is, you know, there's a lot of reasons why it's happening, but the important thing is where it's actually hitting. And it's hitting things like the cost of shelter, the cost of gasoline, like where I am at this gas station behind me. Gas is up uh, more than a dollar since last year. And here in Manhattan, obviously up more than that, but up more than 20 cents from even last month. And the other thing that inflation is affecting right now is food prices. These are things that you have to buy. So I went to Cannondale, Texas, to go shopping with a family to talk about what this actually means to live in America right now. All right, let's go tackle this. What does inflation mean for American families? This is the story of the Stotler's weekly shop. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. We have uh, two biological kids, and then my wife and I have a big heart for adoption, so we adopted a sibling group of two, then three, then one, and then we have a... uh, a kid living with us right now who's uh, kind of in a foster situation. It feels like money isn't going as far as it used to. Okay, let's see what we can do. I think probably in June, it was about a dollar's worth a dollar. So now that dollar is worth about 70 cents. All right, now we're moving on to dairy, which is right there. We started seeing everything going up. Grocery prices went up, gallon of milk was $1.99, now it's $2.79. Well, when you buy 12 gallons a week, times four weeks, you know, that's a lot of money. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks, brother. Again, this is what they buy every week. If you want to get any of these that are $1.79, you can pick five boxes worth. Grocery shopping means tough choices right now. We're not buying the most healthy stuff because that prices have gone way up. But I I feel kind of guilty sometimes we can't Mm -hmm. afford the really good things that would be healthier also. I'll stop there. They're being attacked this family and CNN are being attacked by Democrats. Chris Jackson is a Democrat who was the uh, platform committee member for Joe Biden in 2020. He's a former Democratic Party chairman. He is a state director for a uh, young elected officials network for Democrats. Such a hit piece. Milk hasn't been $1.99 for a while. The story doesn't even mention the family's likely getting 300 bucks a month for each of those nine kids. Pile on. Jonathan Chait of uh, New York Magazine is saying 12 gallons of milk a week may sound like a lot, but they've actually had to cut their milk baths out on alternating days. I mean, they are attacking this family, this family that is large because of adoption and foster care, and they're the bad guys. This this defense of inflation and of Biden, and, oh, don't you tell me what the gal- price of a gallon of milk is. I, y'all, I know what the price of a gallon of milk is. At my grocery store, my local Publix, it's over $3 now, and it was under $2 back in June.
How do I know? Because I go to the grocery store and I buy the gallons of milk myself. You know, Rush Limbaugh and I, um, before he passed away, we, you know, he, Rush very much played a role in my career uh, in helping me, well, pushing me into radio. And then for a while I was doing a separate show from the one I'm doing now. And he got my agent and helped me kind of map it out. And, and he said, you know, if my career ever got big, one of the things that he couldn't do anymore, one of the things I would not be able to do is go to the grocery store. And I still go to the grocery store. And people come up to me all the time. They, they want to talk. But I, I do the shopping for my family. Now, why? We, we, you could do Instacart. And my wife will do Instacart when I'm out of town. My wife doesn't like to go grocery shopping. My wife, of course, has lung cancer. And we're in the middle of a global pandemic. She doesn't want to go to the grocery store. I don't blame her. So I do the grocery shopping. And we'll use Instant Cart. Like I was out of town yesterday and today, and uh, I'm actually in, in studio in Atlanta. Had a wonderful dinner last night with a couple who had donated some money to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. Took them to dinner. Had a great time. Turns out they were roommates with my next-door neighbor in dental school. Kind of funny. A small world. Uh, but um, – I tend to be the one to grocery shop, and when you use Instacart sometimes, like for produce and stuff, the, the person who's doing your shopping who isn't in your family, they may pick the apple with the big bruise and not be paying attention. They're trying to get as many of these done. Some of them are great. Some of them aren't. I can go to the grocery store, and I'll get the milk that expires furthest in the future. They're getting the one that expires in five days because it's at the front. Um, so I, I like to go do the grocery shopping. So I can tell you firsthand. The prices have gone up. The prices of vegetables have gone up. The prices of fruit have gone up. The prices of milk have gone up. You used to be able to get a head of garlic, standalone garlic, for 49 cents. It's now 65 cents the other day at the grocery store. I use a lot of garlic in my cooking. That reminds me, i got to get a recipe out. Prices have gone up. And for Democrats to tell you it's okay and for Democrats to tell you it's fine and for Democrats to tell you it's good and for Democrats to ridicule a large family, well, if you wouldn't have so many kids, this is why they're losing. And this is why the Democratic herd is going to be cold at the ballot box next year because they have contempt for the American family. And while singles are on the rise, they're not the majority. And the American family is struggling to make ends meet and put gas in the car and pay the bills. And that's a real, real problem. And the Democrats are upset. I just, y'all... This is a a um this is something the Democrats have to come to terms with. Their contempt for the working class, but also their contempt for families. Because you know, I, I don't know if y'all know this or not. This 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 may be a news flash for everyone. I y'all y'all can be surprise, surprise. I, I just I need you okay, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say wildcard one that apparently people don't know. Families aren't just white. There, there are things called black families, Asian families, Hispanic 
Latino, not Latinx, families. Multiracial family, interracial families. Families. They come in all shapes and sizes and colors. Sure do. And the Democrats apparently don't know that. They think it's just another white. It's all those 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 races. It's coming the white lash. It's the white lash is coming. They're going to buy that white milk. They're not buying the chocolate milk. They're buying the white milk. Those racists and look at them. They don't like the price of the white milk. Crackers gonna crack up on us, y'all. The Democrats don't get reality right now. They 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 don't get you. They don't get me. They don't get any of us. They don't get their own voters. This is why Glenn Youngkin won 52% of the Hispanic vote the first time a Republican has won the majority, let alone a plurality, of the Hispanic vote in Virginia. Why? Because Hispanic families are families. You notice I paused there with that voice inflection, and the Democrats in the audience were all saying, white, Hispanic families are, and they're all yelling white while I'm saying families, because they've internalized now. Hispanic voters, y'all are the new racists. Y'all are white people. That's what the Democrats think now. You voted Republican. Y'all are trending Republican. Get ready to be right white racist with the rest of us. Hey, on the upside, we'll no longer be culturally appropriating the taco. Because your food's going to be white, white supremacy food pretty soon. You want the enchilada? Oh, you can't have the enchilada. It's white supremacy. Because you know those Hispanics, they've started voting Republican. They're white people now. <laughs> It's only a matter of time before the Joy Reid goes off on you on Hispanic voters. You know what, though? You know, if if this really does happen, well, then um, maybe they'll stop saying Latinx. Here's Stephanie Cutter. used to work for Barack Obama, one of his his, uh, spokescals. And the one thing that we need to make sure that uh, Republicans in 2022 don't become is the party of parents mm-hmm. uh, because we need to be the party of parents. <laughs> and, and we are. We're the ones that care about school funding. We're the ones that care about making sure that parents can send their kids to school uh, because they have jobs to go to. Wait a second. Y'all are the ones who shut all the schools down. You know, all of this, we need to own that agenda. We cannot let it go. And it's not just about critical race theory. It's a, it's coming out of COVID. It's parental frustration. It's parents being involved in their kids' schooling. We need to pay attention to all of it. Oh, yeah. Pay attention to all of it. Please um, pay attention to all of it. Charles Blow, the New York Times, has his overview of what happened in Virginia. I, I'm, I'm not making this up. This is the headline in the New York Times. White racial anxiety strikes again. And the subtitle, The Strategy of Manufactured Outrage has proved depressingly effective. They have no clue. that They have internalized this, and, and they can't do it. Now, here's the problem. You know, there will be Democrats who get it. Let's just be honest here. Don't paint with broad brushes. There will be Democrats who get what's going on, and they will be vilified by their own side. Look at David Shore. For those of you who don't know who David Shore is, David Shore was a progressive pollster. And last year before the election said, guys, guys, burning down cities and saying you want to defund the police, that's going to help the GOP. They 
canceled him for it. They canceled David Shore for saying that. He spoke within his tribe and said, if you burn down cities and you riot over George Floyd and you want to defund the police, this is going to be like Nixon and Trump's going to win re-election. They canceled him for saying that. And he actually landed on his feet, and now they listen to him a lot because he turned out to be right. Trump did not win, but he came way closer than the Democrats expected him to, and the Republicans reverberated around the country at state legislative races, governor's races, the House of Representatives. But they're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. The next person who says what David Shore said, he's going to get canceled too. Because the Democrats have they have they caught the tiger by the tail and they can't let go, but they're starting to slip and the tiger's turning on them. Uh, the wokes are coming for the Democratic Party very soon, and it is going to be a brutal hell to pay for the Democrats who dragged these progressives on and then led them on and said they're with them and now can't give them what they want legislatively, and the voters are rejecting them. So the Democrats will reject them. There will be hell to pay. Get ready for the struggle sessions within the Democratic Party. If you know, you know. Hi there. So the Democrats, or Joe Biden actually, uh, had an exchange with Pete Ducey from Fox News yesterday. Let me play you the exchange because Ducey's asked about that $450,000 payment to illegal aliens. This ought to be good. I, I, I think so too. Uh, about the way forward, Mr. President. As you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay, so $450,000 $450, per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Statement from the American Civil Liberties Union. <clears throat> President Biden may not have been fully briefed about the actions of his very own Justice Department as it carefully deliberated and considered the crimes committed against thousands of families separated from their children as an intentional governmental policy. But if he follows through on what he said, the president is abandoning a core campaign promise to do justice for the thousands of separated families. We respectfully remind President Biden that he called these actions criminal in a debate with then-President Trump and campaigned on remedying and rectifying the lawlessness of the Trump administration. We call on President Biden to right the wrongs of this national policy, national tragedy. Now, key line here in this statement, President Biden may not have been fully briefed about the actions of his very own Justice Department. The Justice Department is considering doing this. They are. My buddy Chip Roy, congressman from Texas, has been trying to round up 
uh, all the signatures of the Congress critters from the four southwest border states to unanimously urge Pelosi and Schumer to keep amnesty out of their spending bill. Not a single Democrat has joined them. Pelosi and Schumer want to add amnesty to the reconciliation bill. Now, I don't know that they can get that through the Senate parliamentarian because it is a change in policy depending on how they structure it. It's not going to go over well with a lot of people. You know, Republicans are now up like 28 points over the Democrats on who can handle the border better. You've got all these cascading issues for the Democrats. They are that out of touch with people. And again, I, I think it's really important to to go back to this key point I made. And again, if you text data to 33777, please check out that last link. It's, it's my stub stack. You, you click on it. You will see today's email and you need to read it. You need to inwardly digest it. You, you need to process what I'm saying here. We are headed to a very dark place with violence from the left. And one of the reasons is because the left and the media are in the same bubble together. And the left's monsters are the media's monsters. The left's concerns are the media's concerns. And anyone who disagrees is a monster. And at some point, you decide you've got to slay the monsters. But the Republicans at the ballot box, they use this to their advantage because the Democrats and the media cannot process and do not understand the concerns of the American family right now because so many of the Democratic operatives who are forming the policies of the Democratic Party at the staff level are single progressives who are more likely to abort a child than feed a child. And I don't mean that flippantly. I am very serious about that. And that shapes how the Democrats process the news, coupled with the media telling them their issues are the only issues. And it's really going to turn things upside down. When we come back, uh, a friend of mine, David Huey, is going to join me. He runs a nonprofit called Hungry for a Day. Uh, They are in the southeast in the Atlanta area, but I want to talk to him about nationwide the issue because as inflation goes up, as gas prices go up, as all of these economic factors come up, a lot of people are going to be hungry for the holiday season. A lot of people are going to need help for the holiday season. A lot of people are going to have nothing unless you consider going without and giving to others. And as we're headed into that holiday season, talking to David, maybe set our mind to some of the problems that are really out there right now with people being hungry because they can't afford the bills. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC-877-973-7425. If you would like to be a part of the program, um, hang on. There we go. All right. Um, Okay, got to. We, I'm waiting for David Huey uh, to join me from Hungry for a Day. Um, he is so he, interesting guy, and and I'm a little mad at him because he went to the World Series, and it that I really wanted to go. Um, he, the he's a huge Braves fan, and he's also a barbecue connoisseur. So um, I'm a little bit perturbed. We'll have to see if he's in the in the parade tomorrow. I'm sure he is. I, by the way, uh, Alan Sanders is going to be here with you guys tomorrow uh, in large part because 
I am going to be on my flagship station, WSB, from noon to 3 tomorrow during the Braves Parade. Uh, they'll be parading from downtown Atlanta up to the station, or up to the station, up to the stadium. And I'm um, looking forward to being a part of that celebration with the Braves. Uh, it's it's a big deal around here. Y'all, for those of you who aren't in the immediate area, so Academy, Dick's Sporting Goods and the like have various sporting apparel out there. And lines started before sunup the day after that game. Lines were through, uh, just, I mean, down the block at sporting goods stores in the metro Atlanta area, trying, and through all over, uh, out of Georgia for that matter, trying to get apparel. And um, I was able to to get something, but it didn't get what I wanted, and I'm kind of upset about it because I had something in particular I wanted, and it was sold out. Now, someone I'm sure who got what he wanted because he got to the freaking World Series and I didn't get to go is uh, my buddy David Huey. Welcome to the program. How are you? Man, I am doing great. First of all, go Braves. Absolutely. All right. So I got before I even get to what we're going to talk about. I just what was it like being in Houston for that game? Man, it was it was pretty incredible. I feel like about maybe one out of every twenty fans was a Braves fan. But uh, by the time Solaire hit that home run, we were chopping pretty hard, and the crowd was pretty rowdy. It was it was a great time. I just I'm I was so jealous. Um, when when I saw you, our, our our mutual well, my internet friend um, who who I interact with on Instagram all the time, ran into him at the at the stadium a while back. I just I I'm not a huge sports guy, but I I love the Braves, and I this year just my goodness to see them start the season the way they started, and to wind up being the winner was just my goodness. Um, it's just impressive to me. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. It was, it was fun to be there, and uh, you know, afterwards we all went down. And- Lined up behind third base. There's a few hundred of us. And we got our chance to boo Manfred and cheer on the Braves. So quite a night. <laughs> yeah, what a great American you are for that. Okay, <laughs> so let, let's get to the heart of the matter here. We've got it. We we have a situation that literally we has not existed in the United States of America since about 1976. That is, inflation is on the rise, and okay. with inflation, gas prices are up. Food prices are up. A gallon of milk is up. It's making it much more difficult for people of limited means to buy basic groceries. And yet you got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we were talking, I was talking to uh, one of our partners today and uh, last year they fed, they fed 700 families a Thanksgiving meal. And uh, he told me, he's like, this year, if we raise the exact same, same amount of money, we'll only be able to feed 500 for that, for that amount based on the, uh, the way that it, you know inflation has impacted food costs this year, so uh, yeah, it's going to take more. It's going to take more work. It's going to take more people getting behind what we're doing. But uh, you know, we're trying to help a lot of people this year. Okay, so now just explain to folks, as I said before you came on, uh, hungry for a day. What is it, and what do people do? Yeah, so hungry for a day. We're a nonprofit. Uh, we're Atlanta based, but we're actually doing work all over the country. Probably about half of what we do is in Atlanta because that's where I'm based. That's where some of our team is. And what we do is we're trying to inspire generosity around hunger-related causes. And uh, we just know there's a lot of people out there that aren't blessed the way that we are. You know, people like you and me, we're not worried where Thanksgiving meal is coming from. But there's people out there that are, you know, they're worried about what they're going to eat any, you know, at all that day, much less if they're going to have a nice meal. And uh, Hungry for Day, every Thanksgiving, uh, we feed as many people as we can. We partner with with food pantries. We partner with homeless shelters. Uh, We're partnering this year with an organization that's feeding people in. You know, rent by the night hotel rooms. People try to scrape together twenty five or thirty dollars just so they don't have to sleep in their car that night. 
And so there's so many people that just they're not sure where the next meal is coming from. And we want to show them love this year. Yeah, the man, particularly at this time of year, I always I, I I always find my friends who they don't have any family to go to, and man, if I like I need a bigger house so I can pack you all into my dining room and and feed everybody myself and and yeah. smoke a turkey, and and yet that's not possible. But so many people aren't in those situations, and uh, they need help. Uh, you guys obviously need the financial assistance and, and probably volunteers as well. Where, where do people find out uh, what you do? Where, where, where should I send them on the web? Yeah, so it's 25,000meals.com is, is the website that we're using for Thanksgiving. That's the number, so 25000meals.com. Uh, it has some stories on there from, about people we've helped. It talks about what we're doing this year, and it has a button you can give. Go on there and click, and you can you can provide a meal to a family, a family of four, for $35. Our goal this year is to feed 25,000 people a Thanksgiving meal. Um, last year, we fed just over 22,000 people a Thanksgiving meal. And this year, like you said, in spite of the inflation, in spite of the increased food costs, uh, the need is there. The need's even bigger than it's ever been. And uh, we're going to try to hit that 25,000 this year. That's a big goal uh, and a big number. Now, I know you guys were able to meet it last year. I'm on the website now. And, folks, if you all want to help, uh, text the word DONATE to 33777. I'll send you back the link uh, to 25,000meals.com. One family in need, Thanksgiving dinner for only $35. And, again, with inflation, that's that's not as much. You know, I was actually in the grocery store the other day because my kid – actually love smoked turkey. I, I, I put it on the grill uh, and and I smoke it on the Rectech now. We used to do the big green egg and he loves smoked turkey. And I was shocked at the prices of the turkey. The fr- I mean, the frozen butterball turkeys at the grocery store have significantly gone up in price. You know, I, I'm right there with you, Eric. I, I, got, I keep the smoker fired up on Thanksgiving. I usually cook about a dozen burgers and, you know, help out some friends and family. And uh, just myself, and the price of the meat is—it's almost double what it was last year. It's out of control. Yeah, and then you got everything else as well. Okay, David, I, I don't want to keep you, but just just one more little plug for you here for Hungry for a Day twenty five thousand meals dot com. Now right. you're you're mostly in the Atlanta area. Do you guys need volunteers beyond just the the financial donations? You know, we don't really need volunteers. What what Hungry for Day? We've decided that you know we're not aware, not we're not a food warehouse. Uh, we're not you know having trucks and freezers. But what we've done is we've gone out and identified organizations that are doing some amazing work, and uh, we're getting behind them. You know, I'll give you an example. Two in Atlanta that we're working with is uh, uh, Sweetwater Mission out in the Austell area, the pantry out in Douglasville. Both of them have literally thousands of people that they're going to be helping this Thanksgiving. And what we're doing is we're helping them fund that. So they can, you know, so they can increase that impact and help even more people this season. There's going to be a ton of people who need the help. All right, uh, listen, I'm I'm glad to have you stop by every year and talk about this. If I can do yeah. anything for you, I mean, I, obviously you can count on me for a donation, and I hope the listening audience as well. Particularly uh, given as you guys spread your footprint out there to be able to help nationwide, I hope we can get people everywhere to help. Thank you so much, and I really hate you right now for having gone to the World Series game. <laughs> well, hey, man, <laughs> Thanks for having me on, and uh, looking forward to it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I got one last important question for you. Were you able right. to get your 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 free tickets to get into the stadium tomorrow? I was not. Oh, my gosh. That's Everybody's that. having problems. I mean, I, I'm a season ticket holder, and supposedly they were free for us, and but we couldn't even get through. So apparently the code got out on Twitter and Reddit and everywhere else in the world, and pretty much it was everybody and their mama 
we're using the season ticket holders code and they sold out pretty quick. Yikes, man. They got to find the person who leaked that and, and like, they figure that out. make them sit in the parking lot. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I, I, Thanks, I'll Harry. be, I'm sure you'll be on the parade line. So have fun tomorrow. Thanks. Appreciate you and value your friendship. My Thank you. Take care. All David right, Huey. Bye-bye. Also, uh, David is, let's see here. Let's see. Why is the phone call not? There we go. Disconnect this phone line before you hear the ringtone. D- David is also a barbecue connoisseur, y'all. Dude literally goes to Texas once a year and just tours Texas barbecue joints. One day I'm going to go with him. But if y'all want to help, uh, the website is 25,000mules.com. There's no comma in 25,000. Just text the word donate to 33777. And, and this a larger picture here. I don't want to put politics into this because hunger isn't a political issue, although some people see it that way. There are going to be a ton of nonprofits around the country, wherever you are, who are doing everything they can to help families this year. And they will for the first time since the 1970s. By the way, that's not an exaggeration. That That's the actual data point. For the first time since the 1970s, Inflation is significantly impacting food costs. So for the first time since the 1970s, inflation is going to be so high that your dollar will buy less at the grocery store for Thanksgiving. The New York Times ran a story the other day that this Thanksgiving, your Thanksgiving meal will be the most expensive Thanksgiving meal in recorded history. That's not an exaggeration. I mean, let me say that to you again because it kind of blows your mind to hear it said. This will be the most expensive Thanksgiving meal in recorded history. You buy the same stuff you bought last year to make. You buy the the dressing or the stuffing, whatever you call it. Buy the mac and cheese. Buy your (laughs) cranberries. Oh, that stuff disgusts me. Buy your turkey. Get your green beans. Your sweet potatoes, your mashed potatoes, your pumpkin pie. And it's going to be more expensive than it has ever been. And that's you. Now think about the poor family that struggles every year. Think think about them. Think, think about the poor family that struggles every year. I want you to think about them. And they struggle. They save. They, they have to put stuff on their credit cards and pay it off later just to buy the meal. They need your help. They really need your help. And whether you're helping Hungry for a Day with their 25,000 Meals campaign or you're helping your local food bank, your local soup kitchen, people need it. My my father-in-law and mother-in-law, God bless them, they work at a um, – do a, a soup kitchen in Carroll County, Georgia. And on Mondays, they're, they're there prepping and cooking and my father-in-law takes charge of it, and, and they do meal after meal after meal after meal, and more and more people coming in. People who didn't have to come are coming now. Some come because they know they can get a free meal. Some come because they can't afford to go anywhere else. And this economy, and again, I don't want to bring politics into it. I could so easily bring politics into it, but I don't. I, I, I want you not to focus on the policies and the politicians, but the people who are impacted, and so many people are. If you text DONATE to 33777, you can help feed 25,000 people a Thanksgiving meal and more if the money comes in. And if you are somewhere and you've got a local group that's helping your church, your local food bank, your local soup kitchen, local nonprofit, give there. Just give. 
You go hungry for a day so other people don't have to. Be as generous as you can. Because there are increasingly in our day a lot of ungenerous people who think, man, the government's going to do it. I don't have to. My taxpayer dollars do it. Don't be that way. Don't be that person. Don't rely on the government to do what you can do. Don't rely on the government to help people that you can help because sometimes, many times, the government doesn't actually help those people you think they are. So if you can, help. And, and thanks, David, for stopping by. You went to the World Series, and I didn't get that. We'll let that one go. He's doing a good cause. Text the word DONATE to 33777. And then, y'all, one of the groups that does contribute to help these issues and help the conservative movement, uh, help the Second Amendment movement, help the, the pro-life movement, help the nonprofit movement, helping uh, deal with these sorts of issues is Patriot Mobile. They, they are a generous company of Christian conservatives running a, a mobile cell phone company. You can get your data. You can get your voice. You can get a new phone. You can bring over an unlocked phone. You can get a new phone number. Bring over your current number to Patriot Mobile and get free activation by using my name. They got 100% U.S. based customer service. They give great discounts to veterans, first responders, NRA members, large families that have multiple lines. Go to patriotmobile.com/slash Eric today. You can see their coverage. You can. They got a pretty precise map. You can put in your address and see their coverage. They use all the same cell towers that the other companies use, so you don't have to worry about it. You go to patriotmobile.com slash eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or you can call them if you want to talk to somebody on the phone. Some of you still like to talk to other people. You do 972-PATRIOT. You're going to get somebody in this country helping you. 972-PATRIOT, patriotmobile.com slash eric. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. Hi there. This hour of the program. Brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. First Liberty, they're in Noonan, Georgia. And they can help you. I don't care if you're in Sacramento, California or Bangor, Maine. They can help your business, not you individually, your business. You want to grow, be a really big business, need a six-figure loan, buying a fleet of vehicles, building a building, buying a building, firstlibertyga.com. Go to that website, firstlibertyga.com. You can get their contact info. Tell them I sent you. Spend five minutes with them. See if they're a fit for you, you for them. They make their own lending decisions, and where a lot of banks are telling people no, they want to be able to tell you yes, firstlibertyga.com. All right. we Gosh, uh, there is so much other stuff that uh, needs to be talked about, and I may have to spend more time on this tomorrow. But this is an actual headline. Y'all may need to sit down for this. I Okay. Truth be told, I, I full disclosure, I saw this and I thought someone was joking. They're, they weren't joking. This is real. Here's the headline. This is in the New York Times. Should classic rock songs be toppled like Confederate statues? This is from Jennifer Finney Boylan. Jennifer Finney Boylan. Uh, is an opinion writer and a professor of English at Bernard College. That pretty much tells you everything you need to know. A long, long time ago, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. American Pie, Don McLean's Generation Defining Ballad, was released on vinyl 50 years ago this October. Side note, only good song man ever had. The first time I ever heard it, I was with my sister in our kitchen. I was 13. I was eating a bowl of alphabet cereal. It came on the radio, and my sister, only a year older but century schooler, told me this is the greatest song ever. But while Patricia, but when Patricia McLean, Don McLean's ex-wife, hears American Pie, she isn't reminded of golden moments of adolescence or even the classic age of rock and roll memorialized by the song. She was subjected to years of emotional and physical abuse from her former husband. 
Oh, good Lord. Really? The past several years have been a reassessment of our country's many mythologies, from the legends of the generals of the Confederacy to the historical glossing over of slaveholding founding fathers. But as we take another look at the sins of our historic figures, we've also had to take a hard look at our more immediate past and present. The reassessment extends now to the people who wrote some of our beloved songs. Can I still love their music if I'm appalled by the events in the lives of Johnny Cash or Elvis or Jerry Lee Lewis or Eric Clapton's racist rants and anti-vaccine activism? Oh, the letters FFS come to mind. Frequent flying sucks. I, uh, this is, wow. Here we are. By the way, did you know you want an exit poll data? Nobody's talking about, nobody's talking about it. Shh, don't say anything. A majority of Virginians disapproved of tearing down the statue of Robert E. Lee. <sighs> You're not supposed to talk about that. Don't, 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 don't you say, just prove a racist, racist. You can't talk about it. Majority of Virginians in the exit polling were opposed to tearing down the Confederate statues. They wanted to move on from history, not rip it all down. But the Democrats and the media affirm each other on this issue and pat each other on the back and tell each other the only monsters are their own monsters. And remember, monsters don't see themselves as monsters. It's all the other people who are the monsters. So when will the Democratic Party decide they have to slay the monsters? Something wicked this way comes. James Hodgkinson, I'm afraid, is going to become more of a thing from the left as they decide all the Republicans are bad and have to be stopped. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution if you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business. First Liberty Building and Loan. Let's say you want to buy a new building or you want to refi existing debt or you want to buy a company. Basically, you see opportunity for your business to grow, but you've hit a wall with the mega banks getting financing. That's where First Liberty Building and Loan and my friends, the Frost family, come in. They solve small business financing problems better than anyone I've ever seen. They say yes, where big banks say no. It's that simple. Look, just do this. Spend 10 minutes with them. Call them, First Liberty Building and Loan. Say Eric sent you. In 10 minutes, you'll know if you're a good fit for their program. Go to firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. They help small businesses nationwide in all 50 states. Firstlibertyga.com. 